better ourselves. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its we are talking to His Majesty King Medizuelo Kolo Tlamini III of the Ntlangwini Tlamini tribe. Tell us about the dream. God said, Your Majesty, my son, please humble yourself and pass on this message to the South African nation. The nation urgently must hold an imbezo, but it must be politically unbiased and it must not be for purposes of benefiting any individual, but it must be for the general interest of all South Africans. Morning Talk with Rowena Baird. Weekdays from 9 a.m. to midday. Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Well, it's eight minutes after eight, and thanks for tuning in to AM Live and, of course, the Forum at eight now. So, last week, um, it was June 16th, it was Youth Day, and we hosted a group of children in a kiddies parliament here in studio, uh, where young people came to express their thoughts on who they are, their beliefs, and their hopes for this country, South Africa. And the response we got from the listeners was overwhelming, and many suggestions coming through about hosting youth from different sectors of our society. And we've done just that because uh, remembering that June is Youth Month. And of course, as many would say, um, the problems don't go away after June or resurface only during Youth Month. And we're fully aware of that, but also uh, taking the opportunity at this time to actually place youth issues in the spotlight and speak to the youth of this country. So this morning we thought we would speak to youth who come from the rural areas of South Africa. And I must indicate from the onset that we did try to vary and get as many voices as possible. It proved to be a lot more difficult than we had anticipated. But at the same time, we are glad that we did manage to get uh, two female voices and uh, so we'll be speaking to them shortly but of course if you are sitting elsewhere in another uh, part of the country from a rural area and this is what you call home and this is what you have to uh, get through to uh, you know speak to us then call us tell us you know what the issues are in your village and as someone who lives in comes from a village and we're talking, you know, someone who's still rooted in that village as a young person. Tell us exactly what the challenges are that you are faced with. But we also want to hear the success stories of, you know, what democracy may have brought to your village if uh, there are those as well. And I can't imagine that there would be none. But of course, easy for me to say I'm sitting here in Johannesburg and um, I must say I was... uh, fascinated yesterday to speaking to our guest and uh, talking about last week's show uh, with the kiddies parliament and for example the one thing that came up was you know when you spoke to children about junk status remember the um the the the, the uh, guests last week were 9 11 and 13 years old and um uh, rilo was saying to me they knew they had some idea at that tender age of what junk status is. And yet when she posed the question to an older child in her village, they said to her, well, I've only heard of junk food. 
don't know what junk status is. And perhaps this is a moment where we just need to put on the brakes and step back and look at what it is that the different sectors of our youth population are facing in this country. And uh, joining us for the discussion this morning is uh, Glenda Rataha. She is uh, from uh, Pasasane village or Pasade village. Khampasele. Khampasele. But Khampasele is the... Um, isn't it the broader district? Yeah. It's like a section. It's mm-hmm. a section. It's Khampasele. And then we have like other places like that are like in the section. It's, I'll come from Khwilishaneng. Oh, you're from Khwilishaneng. I come from Khwilishaneng. Khwilishaneng. Yes. In uh, the broader... Khampasele. Khampasele. Yes. Okay. And tell us about your village. Um, My village is a very reserved village. It's not out there according to like other places it's a small village it's reserved development route right now is coming along right but then it's just a small reserved village how many people more or less Uh, if i could just estimate uh i think six hundred thousand, or i'm not sure but I'm just estimating. For the broader. The broader Khampasel, not Khwilishaneng, mm. not with other villages around Khampasel, just Khwilishaneng. How many schools? Only two. It's a primary school and a secondary school. And the secondary school in your village, I understand, it, actually uh, it accommodates, accommodates like the other villages other around. Other villages around Khampasel. Mm. Yes. And um, so so you're fortunate in that regard. And uh, Rilo, um, uh, Rilotechile Malepe is our other guest and uh, you your village is Palakwane. Palakwane. And how big is your village? It's very small, quite small. I think about how many homestays? Um less than two hundred. Yeah, to be exact. Less than two hundred homes. Schools? Only a primary school. We don't have a high school. Actually I attended uh, my high school at uh, Lenders village because Huilishaning it's a neighbor neighboring village uh, of Palakwani. So I would go from Palakwani to Huilishaning uh, to attend my high school the whole of my five years. We only have a primary school. How many children do you estimate are in that primary school? Um, less than 200 or around about 300 at my time. And this was um, a couple of years ago because you're still young. Yes, this was um, before 2010 because my grade 8 was in 2010. So, yeah, um, about 300 kids. So only the primary school in your village and then you had to travel to go to a high school. Yes. How far away is that from your village? Um, It's quite far. I used to walk about uh, 15 kilometers um, one way, and then that will be like about 30 to go and get back. So, yeah, it's quite... 30 kilometers a day? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. And, 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 you know, I was saying yesterday that, you know, as, as an urbanite, perhaps, you yes. know, one sits here and you are thinking, damn. That's a long way for someone to walk. But of course, it, it, it's a long way because I'm thinking and I'm viewing it from my perspective. Whereas for you, uh, was it a thing that you had to, you know, walk that far to get to school? No, um, you don't get to 
see it as a thing or a problem because in your eyes, before your eyes, it's not a problem. Like, it's just 15 kilometers. Up until um, people raise issues, people who are not from your place are like, how do you walk, like, such a mile? Like, how do you survive? And then you get to question, where are you coming from? Do you get it? And then you're going to you get to understand um, that these people are, are speaking from a different perspective. So you don't see it as a problem. It's just normal. Like, uh your school is just far. So, and, and, and that's always very interesting because, as you say, these things are normal to you until yeah. uh, someone or something comes about that makes you question what is actually happening yes. uh, when you learn that there's something else happening elsewhere. Um, when did that happen for you, Glenda? It happened to me when I started, like, going to, like, when I finished my matric and then had to come to Johannesburg to do my, to further my studies. And back then, everything was okay. What I went through or our school not having development or anything, it was just okay. That's how we viewed it. It was okay for us. But then when I came this side, then I learned that, okay, things this side are different. They don't do things like we do them back home and then they also more developed other than us back home so that's when i found out okay i was living a life that's just our life and this is another life now i need to adapt to this life that is in here in Joburg. how does that then impact on your view of your village when you go back home do you behave differently um you know uh, do you want things to change immediately or do you accept that this is what is happening in Joburg and this is what my village is like? Um, to tell the truth, for a week I struggle. When I go back home for a week I struggle because now I'm used to this life. And then when I go back home, I get there, I'm like, okay, I'm in Limpopo now. Then I need to channel and like just make a channel and like, okay, channel my mind. This is Limpopo and then this is how things are done here. But does it make you want to change your village? It does make me want things to change but at home. Why? Because at home we struggle for a lot of things. I'll say, I'll give an example as me as a teenager. At home, for me to like just get a simple internet connection, that's like a struggle for me. So here, if I want to connect, it's simple. If even when you just want to buy a simple thing as airtime or as food, here you get it like around the corner. But back at home, you have to walk a distance to go to the shop. And even the shop doesn't have like a lot of things that you get from like shops here. So it gets to be different. Rilo, you know, one of the things that struck me when I met you guys was, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I spoke about, you know, the language issue yeah. and uh, your command of the English language, given that you are in these, uh, you know, far-flung villages where you come from. And it reminded me immediately of Shwe Shwe, um, uh, who, of course, learned to speak English at the age of 13, was the first time mm-hmm. when she was exposed to the English language. So in your case, you know, English, I actually do people learned, speak um, English around your village? No, no. Um, they speak Sipedi, um, 100%. Um, for me, what happened is that um, at the same age, I can say, 13, I was doing my grade 8. I give credit to um, one of my English teachers, 
um, who instilled uh, the need to read, the need to engage, um, the need to not look yourself uh, um, down, like look down upon yourself and actually underestimate what actually your mind can grab and develop into. So um, the the language, um, I think it came as uh, me willing to learn at the same time and actually uh, having exposure and help. So that's how I think I developed um, the whole being fluent in English. So you guys have started Varsity now, um, coming from your village backgrounds. So, um, Glenda, how would you, uh, do you think that this is an achievement, as it were, in the context from which you come? Um, How many of the children from your village actually go on uh, to get and uh, are able to afford a tertiary education in one way or another? Um, I won't say we are able to afford but they do get to be able to pass their metrics and go to varsities. We are not be able to afford. Some of us, we get to get to get bursaries or be funded, but then we can't really afford to like pay for our own school fees. So, yes, that's the main thing. But we are. We are a lot. There are universities that I can say we are. We are getting there. Yeah, they are passing, so we are a lot that are like universities. And are they plowing back into the community, into the village? I no, no, they're not. So what happens when people leave, when they go on to better opportunities, they, they go forever? Yes, I would say that when we get to be more developed, we don't come back with that development and put it back into our own village. So I would say that when they get to get the jobs, then someone starts to think, let me get a house in town. Let me, get, let me stay in Josie. That's how it is. They don't go back to where they come from and develop it and make the other children to be in the know of what's going on in the outside world. So, Rila, when, when you get to university then, mm. um, in terms of the quality of education that you received, you spoke about your English teacher and the yeah. passion uh, that she managed to then um, instill in you. But did you at any point sit back and think, you know, um, th- someone else came perhaps from a better school, had a better quality of education than mm. you? Did those sort of issues show up when you got to varsity? Of course, um it's um to be honest uh, you get to know that all right um here because i study at uh, the university of limpopo teflop you get to see kids from um Bulukwani who went to way better schools than you i attended a government school so kids from private school and then you get to think they're probably better than me at the tens is better or something like that. Obviously, those are the things that you have to face. And I actually get questions like, where are you from? Um, how do you speak um, this English? Like, how, how are you um, so fluent in this? And when people get surprised, they're like, you're from Rampatlele. Like, um, how did that come about? So obviously, those are uh, um, some of the challenges I had to deal with. You have to face kids um, that you perhaps think because they get they got way better education because of their schools. Obviously, they have to be um, 
way better in terms of um, engaging and conversing with other people. So you get to be threatened. I won't lie. Um, my first year, um, I got kids from maybe some private schools in Pumalanga. I actually have a friend from there and then friends from um, some townships in Sishiho, uh, Bulukwani. So you get to feel... Um, uh, um, to be threatened in, in, in inside that oh my gosh, I'd rather, you know, downplay my, 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 my thoughts sometimes and actually not verbalize what I think and value your opinion. But at the same time for me, um I think because of the confidence that I had, it served as um um inspiration that we all have different backgrounds. So what? But we all out here to come better ourselves. No one is better than you unless um, you're willing to downplay yourself and underestimate yourself. But with me, with what has been instilled in me, I was taught to be the best and to want to stand out. So rather than me um, being threatened in all, I used that as motivation. I did not distance myself. I made sure that I made friends. I engaged so that I can be able to learn. There was, there was no other way um, in order for me to develop. That was um, the only way to get um, you know, over my fears of mm. yeah, these kids. So I thought it important that we just, you know, bring across the background uh, that uh, Rilo and Glenda come from this morning in terms of the rural areas where they come from. And some of you saying 30 kilometers, yes, every day, walking to school and coming back and, uh, you know, matriculated now at university, went through that adversity, embraced it. And I think it's it's, it's such a beautiful uh, sentiment when um, uh, our guests say that, you know, you don't think about it. You don't think about the lack yeah. uh, until something happens or you see something else uh, that shows you that indeed there is perhaps a lack somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, coming to the issues that face our country currently, if you look at what's happening in South Africa and looking at your village, Glenda, what would you say um, is the greatest challenge today for youth in your village um, the greatest challenge for my youth right now in my village, I feel like they're not, they're not in the know. They're not, they're not in the know of what's really going on. They, I feel like they don't listen to news. They don't listen to news? They don't listen to news. They don't watch news. I feel like they don't know what's going on out there. For them, it's just mostly the problems that they face in the village. What are those problems? No developments. There are no developments. The youth, are, the youth are not engaged. There's no recreational things that the youth can get to do. They don't even have a, a library. There's no library at home. So how do young people keep themselves entertained or busy? Mostly it's the wrong things that entertain them. What did you do? What did I do? I used to listen to music and I used to study and read books. Nothing else. You can only entertain yourself at home. There's no, I'm going out to the library to meet other youth to discuss something. There's no, I'm going to the computer labs to research something. Whatever that you're going to do, you're going to do it at home. If your home doesn't have a computer, then you don't get to be in the know.
So what is uh, uh, mostly, you know, the most common source of um, education and news uh, in terms of the media in your village, Rilo? Um, it's none, actually, because... Um, none? Yeah, I think, uh, number one... If How do you, you then were, get to know what's going on in the rest of the country? You are lucky if you have access to internet. That's if you have a smartphone um, and you need data for that. And we all know the data struggle. And uh, with TV, um, saying none because um, not many, as Glenda mentioned, watch um, current affairs um, um, programs. If someone, uh, uh, um, a lot of youth from where I am from, you get to tell them, guys, um, you should at least watch uh, the news for like 30 minutes. That's, And then they'll ask you why. That's when we get to a point where I'm saying there's a difference between uh, being informed and being misinformed. Do you get it? There's knowing, being in the know and not knowing at all or not knowing the importance of knowing. Do you get it? Mm. So the problem is... I would say none because smartphones, not everyone has smartphones. Um, internet connection, that's, uh, it's zero because we do not have access to that. Radio? We have access to radio, but the question is how many people listen to the radio or how many take uh, um, radio um, as imperative, uh, um, as an imperative source that can actually um, develop them. And, you know, uh, develop their thinking and actually get them thinking out of the box and wanting a better life. So radio, we do have a community radio station, of course, and then we do have national radio stations. But the, th- the question is, uh, how many are informed? People are not informed where we're from about the importance of listening to the radio. They will tell you radio is boring. Actually, you won't get a young person, not many, listening to the radio. So it's not only about the facilities, but it's also about the education. What is being done to make sure that the kids actually engage? The kids actually see these mediums as um, the correct platforms to actually grasp information from. Like, hey, listening to the radio is important. Why? Someone still needs to be told that it is important to want to listen to the news. Mm. But at the same time, you need to tell me why. Wow. And uh, we're speaking to youth, uh, youth rather from rural areas of the country this morning, just getting their perspective on uh, where we are at as a country, the sort of progress that has been made. And of course, uh, we're hearing that old refrain about um, no facilities, recreational facilities for youth. So what then do you go on and do? If you are not studious like uh, Glenda mm-hmm. and Arillo here, what do you do? as a young person in a village. And I also want to open this up. Uh, Sandy Lewela, you sent me a tweet and everybody else, as I said, we had a bit of difficulty in locating youth in other parts of the country. So call us. We want to hear your story. We want to hear what's going on in your village. We want to talk about all the things that you believe still needs to be done for your village. And and, and how does it compare uh, to what the youth in urban areas are exposed to and are getting? So let us talk about this more after the news break. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. 
I'll tell you what, I am truly taken this morning because it, it's so interesting, um, you know, also just from our offline chats uh, with regard to what Rilo and Glenda and, you know, others in their village, uh, youth from the rural areas uh, get up to. And it speaks to um, perhaps, and, and I know many of you may, um, you know, feel offended by this, but um, I look at them and I look at the willingness to, you know, get down and dirty and to just chase after your dream. And I can't help but think our urban youth are spoiled to a certain extent because um, they are the ones who will always tell you for the most part that I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. Waiting for people to bring that sort of delivery to you. Whereas here we are speaking about young people who are willing to really do whatever they need to do uh, to get to where they want to go. And they, they came to this office yesterday and Mind you, Rilo did not even have money because she came straight from her village to come here. And she had put her mind to the fact that she's coming to SAFM and she is coming to put her point of view across. And here she is the following day. How could we not, you know, then agree to give her the opportunity and the platform to talk about her story? Um, She was telling me that one of her lecturers actually gave her the money even have the money to come to Joburg. Spoke to the lecturer, made him understand what it is that she was trying to do, and don't cry, please. And no, here I'm she is. <laughs> and, 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 and here she is this morning speaking to you, South Africa, on this platform. And 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 it just shows, you know, the the, the guts and, and, and more than the guts, just uh, that willpower to succeed. Uh, that you have in our young guests this morning. And the lines are open. Please call us 0891-104-208. We're talking about uh, rural youth and how they view um, the current situation that they find themselves in in contemporary South Africa. 0891-104-208. KGM is calling from Angaung. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to wonderful guests and the listeners. Morning. morning, sir. Sakina, may may I just give uh, a two cents worth of advice to um, our young, especially passionately so from where I also hail from, which is rural areas. Um, They they mentioned things that are very crucial, and I'm going to try to be brief. Uh, The issue of them realizing what they came to when when they started experiencing life in suburban uh, or suburban life as it is, or city life, or cosmopolitan life as it is. When you come from rural areas, it looks as though it, it, it's a good place to be. But I want them to focus, I would like them to focus fundamentally on, on the, the contrast that they, 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 they've, they've already talked to. The issue of us failing to, to, to plow back, going back to where we come from and developing, yeah. it, 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 it's easier easier said than done. It, it's a bigger problem or a challenge that is presented by the system. And, and they need to learn now that if, if they can learn to differentiate between education, the real education and indoctrination. Unfortunately, most of us are indoctrinated to, to, to be part of the system. And if we are not going to work against the system, within the legal embers for that matter, to make sure that the, the energies, the, the, 
the, the, the developmental energies are also redirected back to where we come from. Nobody's going to do that. We, we're going to be the same. They're going to be like us. They're going to be like any other person who came there. The first time you get there, you're like, I'm going to come here and do this so that at home it could be better. But a few years later, you also want to buy the house they were talking about. Mm. You also want to stay in the same place. So let them do it better than we have. Let them listen to us who have failed to say, help us. We have failed to, to add value uh, back home. Can, can we come up with new systems, new ideologies, so that we make that a dream a reality. It shouldn't just continue to be a dream, a dream. It's been our dream. Can they make it a reality? Yeah. Thank you so much for that, KGM, calling us from Mangaung. Lorraine is in Durban. Good morning, Lorraine. Good morning, Sakina, to you and your guests and your listeners. Um, I just want to commend you and God bless you. I thoroughly enjoyed Friday's session with the young people, and I was in awe of what they know um, compared to what we knew when we were growing up. But I don't want to take away from this morning's sessions, and I really admire the young lady you're interviewing there. But, Sakina, I want to bring to you the plight of minorities. And when I say minorities, disadvantaged ones, I'm talking specifically about colored and Indian children, who, in my view, are grossly neglected, over-neglected in terms of media, etc., etc. So if you encourage a child of that ethnic group, as much as we don't like to use those terms, they exist, and we need to explore what's out for them there, because I'm from Durban, and if you read a newspaper, most newspapers, what you see is a group of black children going off abroad to sing or to dance, a group of doctors being sponsored to go and study in China or wherever by the government, and you don't see a single colored or Indian child. And this begs the question, how are they supposed to be motivated by what they see going on in the country? Are they supposed to be loyal? Are they supposed to be part of this struggle that we're all going through? I, for as an adult, understand it, but I don't think it's fair. And I'm not taking away from your interview this morning, so what I'm begging you, please, can we have a program on race? and what the government's intention is for the minorities, not to mention the Khoi and the San were left out totally, even when it comes to issues of land. Mm. So let's be battling our demons. Let's confront these issues honestly and openly so that we have a level playing field for all race groups. If we're going to build a new South Africa, it can't be black-based only. And I understand and I appreciate that the people who suffered most were black people. But that was particularly the intention of apartheid, was segregate these people so that there's no unity amongst them. And we are actually using that as a tool to disintegrate or ostracize ourselves from each other. Thank you very much, Sikina. I appreciate Thank you. Show. Thanks for that, uh, Lorraine. Uh, we've noted it. And I'm, I'm actually going to ask our guests to reflect on that as well. Uh, in the context in which you have actually placed it. But let's hear from Patrick in Vidbang. Good morning. Hi, Sakina. Welcome. Uh, Sakina, I mean, you will pardon me if maybe some of the things that I'm going to say have been said by other callers. But uh, I, I would say, I would love to say, actually, uh, uh, I'm actually moved by, 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 by the little two girls in, in, in the studio. Me as a person who is actually used to walk, I think, 80 kilometers or more, 
the reason I've called is the fact that actually it's girls this time around who are calling and trying to bring up something from the roof areas. You know why, Fatima? I hear that one of them saying that uh, they didn't have, I mean, they, they, they don't have the luxury of, 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 of the social media like like in the urban areas. Our kids are spoiled in the urban areas where where actually they, they sometimes overuse the, 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 whatever information that they have. The, other than the, the lady who said that they've got only a radio as a form of uh, information. You know why, Satina? I'm saying this because taking to, 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 to SAFM, how many females that are calling and contributing normally? You normally get male callers. And I'm sorry because uh, I, I might be admiring some other listeners, but it's a fact. Most of the ladies that are out there are actually bombarded and interested in all that the Kardashians, the Minis, the celebrities. They don't use the, 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 the information in the sense of current affairs, the information that will actually grow them. That's all I have to say, Sakina. Thanks for the listening to the again. Thank you so much, uh, Patrick. I, uh, you know, before I read these messages, because I don't want you to forget, maybe I should just get you to respond to what people are saying first. Uh, Rilo, let's start with you. Pardon? Just responding to what people are saying. Yeah, I'm going to go to the lady in Durban who spoke about race. Lorraine. Um, Lorraine. Um, land and, and actually engaging other kids. Um, engagement. I'm studying government communications, right? Um, one of the government's mandate is to, let me just say um, the ones that I can remember, is to engage, is to educate, is to inform, right? So when you inform, you engage. So those two are kind of binded. So with in terms of rural kids um, coming from a rural area, when I'm talking about engagement, I'm talking about um government actually doing something not far away from a distance from the students or from the kids or from the learners per se. Um, I'm saying that if you want to find out and really want to know what is actually happening and bothering um, rural kids and what actually they're faced with, the rate of teenage pregnancy, um, the dropout rate, um, crime, um, uh, the use of substance abuse, um, recently in Ventostrop in the Northwest, um, I think 16 June, uh, uh, things, uh, they had the youth uh, uh, kind of seminar. How about we have that in Khampahlele, Mr. President, uh, whoever's listening? How about we have that and you actually come, because not everyone from Khampahlele will be able to come like to SAFM and say, Hi, Sakina, I've always looked up to you. Please talk to me. Please help me reach out to the young people at Palakwani Village, at Huilishaning, at Sorobaning. So, and what you, I, was, I was telling you earlier when you're saying, um, please do call us. I'm saying I used to be that kid who wanted to call in, but with what? Not that I don't have a voice. I do have a voice mm. and I want my voice to be heard. So the only, the only way for uh, people to help, the only way for uh, to, to me agreeing with Lorraine in Durban saying that um, when you're talking about race, saying he, she feels that Indian kids, um, colored uh, um, uh, kids, feel they, she feels that they're a little bit, uh, not a little bit to say uh, they are neglected. I actually agree with her. I fully agree with her. Um, 
I felt I felt neglected all my teen my teenage life. What happened if um, um, I didn't go to UL? What happened if I didn't have the teacher who instilled that you need to work hard, you need to get out of this uh, situation? It's not that bad. If a relo can come out of Rampahlele, that tells you that how many relos are they? How many lenders are they? So how many voices go um, unheard? and actually um, not given an ear. So I'm saying with the issue of engagement, I would like to plead that please come out to the rural areas. You uh, um, do not only go to the gases, don't go go to the urban areas and get TV to say, um, watchers on uh, SABC so-and-so will be with the youth having a seminar. You're only talking to the people who are there and the people who are aware that, oh, actually, there's a message that someone needs to get out. Mm. The president is actually saying something today. I'm going to tune in. What about that kid who actually doesn't even know that the president is going to say something? So how about we have such seminars at the rural places for engagement? Um, To add on that, I would also say that I won't also like just say it's about the youth. It's also about our elderly. Because the problems that we go through, it also affects our elderly. So with our elderly, the problem that they face, I would, I would hear my parents or the elderly in our village when there's like maybe issues of not having water. And then you'll ask them, what's going to happen? They will tell you, okay, when people don't have things, they strike. Okay, we go, we're going to strike. Who are we going to strike to? Because we don't even know where to go for us to be like, okay, we're striking and this is what we want. Not not even a single media is going to come to us and be like, okay, the people of Huelishaning or the people of Rampatele are striking. They need this. I feel like they just told themselves we've been neglected. We are neglected and we're still going to be neglected. So I don't know what's going to happen to help them. I really don't know, but they really do feel neglected. Neglection is really happening. Mm. And as you're hearing our guests say, it's not that they don't have something to say. They do. They have a lot to say. But where are the platforms for them to put their voice across? Um, This uh, this is what we need to think about. And also the issue of um, deciding on their behalf. Uh, without engaging them, without speaking to them about the things that they may need um, is something that we need to look at. And it's always a great opportunity, you know, to just stop and uh, uh, reflect Mm -hmm. upon what it is that we are doing. Okay, let's run through a few of the messages before I go back uh, to the calls. Uh, This one says, I totally agree with your caller, Lorraine, because I have a very talented daughter and I don't see an opening for her uh, as well. And I'm going to park that because we've noted it and Mm -hmm. that is a discussion to be had. So we've noted uh, Lorraine's call. Shaheen says, Sakina, in apartheid, nobody went to the rural area um, and uh, now with democracy, we still have the same problem. That girl is 100% correct from Shaheen. Um, uh, Jack in Alberton says, these kids might have studied by candlelight or have no running water in the house. They might have fetched water from a passing irrigation uh, canal infested with dead snakes and dogs, uh, but they pulled through how wonderful some urban spoiled youth uh, should maybe take note. And they were nodding to that. MC says, Sakina, tell KGM 
them that his wisdom can work mostly on males as females may marry and thus be forced to stay in these urban areas. Um, Zaki Matebula says, I'm from a rural area, a place called Nkovani. SK, even now, the youth that side know nothing at all. There's no libraries. I don't know what to say, uh, but there's nothing you wake up to. You go to school, you go back, back to the dusty playground, uh, maybe soccer, and then from there you go to sleep. Uh, Buzz says, I feel for the people in the villages as I've been to some, but then in uh, the advanced townships, there's no sports fields or parks for young kids to play. Uh, If I had money, I would build them. That's from Buzz. Now, you see, and and I guess that proves the point. If you can't put these facilities up in areas that are close to you, things that you can see, places you can see every day, what more about people in far-flung areas Mm. that are not even on your radar? Um, How are you hoping to serve them? And it just reminded me of, you know, a rally to read, Um, We once went on one of these rallies to Mpumalanga and there was this village we went to. Mm -hmm. Hey, I can't even take you there. I could never take you back. (laughs) But it was deep into, you know, the woods somewhere. And when we got there, one of the things that struck me was that the principal said to us, the Department of Education never comes here. And we asked, we we had taken an official from the department Mm -hmm. along and... I asked him, so are you aware? Do you even know that the school exists? And he said, no. Mm. So this is what we are talking about. And we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take a few more of your calls. Have you ever thought of what is really happening at the SABC? SABC Radio is inviting all registered Eastern Cape business owners to hear it firsthand at our breakfast sessions to be held on the 27th of June in PE and 29th of June in East London. So if you would like to expose your business on our multiple platforms covering the entire Rainbow Nation, contact Benny on J at sabc.co.za. That is C-A-N-H-A-M-B-J at sabc.co.za before the 25th of June and join us in the winner's circle. SABC Radio, your partner in growing your business during these challenging times. The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. So we are speaking to uh, youth from the rural areas this morning and we're taking more of your calls, quite a few there, so we'll run through them. But uh, let me just quickly uh, squeeze in this email from Ole Tonneson, who is in uh, Paris in France. And he says, uh, gee, I take my hat off to these young girls with their rural background and now getting ahead with their lives. The hurdles that they have achieved in this uh, young life is something to really greatly admire. And I hope the subject aired today will perhaps start a spark these girls certainly have and the English which is not their mother tongue uh, makes the mind boggle as to how big the challenges are in comparison to uh, that of urbanites and uh, my respect and wishing you all a great day there thanks Ole for that email let's go to the lines 891 104208 Minente in Harding good morning hi good morning Mrs. Sakina welcome Yes, I, I spoke to Shasha earlier, and she referred me to you. I would like to report a matter here in Harding, where when you report a case to the police, when or like when someone is being abused by their husband, they tell you, no, it's not, their, it's not our problem, they will sort it out themselves. This has been going on for years. 
Okay. Minente, I'll tell you what, I'm going to uh, put you back and then I'll take that issue offline and we'll see if we can follow up on it. Um, Zama Enumlazi, good morning. Hi, Sakina, how are you? Good and you? Um, fine, thanks. Uh, Sakina, um, you know, uh, I want to share this little bit, but it's very touchy, you know. We, we started an online career uh, program. Our aim was to reach out to rural uh, youth uh, job seekers because we find it. I had uh, 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 internet cafe in one of my uh, rural uh, villages, of which I had to, when I had to move to, uh, to Durban, I had to close it. So uh, I experienced the difficulty that someone had to travel kilometers just to come to my house to have a CV type. And then we launched this online career a platform where anyone can just type a CV using a social media, a WhatsApp, a Facebook. Unfortunately, we send requests to municipalities, to even political parties, to even register, you know, just to tell them that give us a platform, let the youth in our rural villages know about these uh, services. If anyone can just access a Facebook, a CV would be generated and sent to his email or to his nearby local councillor or library so he can go and collect it. You know, unfortunately, communication here in South Africa, especially to uh, rural, it's very difficult. You know, we end up, our most users, you know, uh, our clients are people in the city, in the townships, even, you know, high-profile people, because we, we, we offer excellent service in terms mm. of comparison. Unfortunately, you know, we, I, I feel that somehow they let uh, people from uh, rural down, especially the youth, especially those who are unemployed. Yeah, got you there, Zama, absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh, Nontrebo in Pretoria. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina and your listeners. Um, it's quite an interesting show, and I really applaud the two young ladies that have come to um, to the radio station. Mine is just uh, from uh, my experience as um, a teenager who was moved from a township to a rural area. This, uh, I come from Mjindini in Bumalanga, and uh, after my grandfather passed away, my dad encouraged us to go and stay with my grandmother in 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 Gopi, further down, closer to uh, after Malilani. And I went to a school in Masati, and I had great teachers, I must say. And to be honest, I concur with what they've been saying in terms of the challenges that are there. You become a child who, as if you are making yourself look better when you are encouraging yourself to to read, to study, and it becomes more or less like a competition. And um, I must also say that I had a family friend who enticed me and um, stimulated my imagination to actually look forward to a better future. So, And I was also lucky to have a father who was an English teacher who was exposed, and he also encouraged me because he's always, he was one of those pushing me to make sure that, you know, I don't only end here, but I become a better person. 
So just to encourage them, or basically to encourage those who want to make a difference back home, enticing those around you who don't have the opportunity or who would like to move out of that state of, 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 of poverty, if I can put, put it like mm. that. Mm. But making a difference in terms of just plowing back by looking at one child who is having potential and focusing on that child, making sure that at least they have fees to go to school, um, take them to varsity if you can. And I, I must applaud the teachers that are in the rural areas because there are great teachers out there and they're really making a difference. So that's my um, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, my contribution. We appreciate that, Nomkebo. I apologize, uh, we are running out of time, So, but uh, we really appreciate your call. I just also want to squeeze in uh, Mathalisa in Limpopo uh, before we have to close it up. Uh, Mathalisa? Hi, Sakina. Good morning to you and your listeners as well. And to you. Yes, Sakina, yes. I'm also from the rural area. The challenge here, Sakina, without making any noise is that the two systems of governance. We have traditional affairs vis-a-vis local government, uh, you know, your municipal. We vote every after five years, but still we have Hoshis and Indunas. Who, at the end of the day, we have a problem with demarcation. You are you are voting under Mohalakwana municipality, just leave Mohalakwana. We are voting under Mohalakwana, but our Hoshi is under uh, Polokwana municipality. So we pay, our parents are paying levies every year, 35 rand to Polokwane municipality, but ours is Mohalakwena, but the Hoshi is, is under Polokwane municipality. So in that instance, you see, it, uh, the reason why I called, I wanted to address the issue of land. So I wanted to say that oh, this is our concern, we're raising a big problem, but we're trying our best. Uh, agreeing with the previous caller, we are recruiting matriculants to invest in Popo. That's why I'm also studying. And then every year we do that until that's all we can do here. The challenges are manifold. There's no network, the roads are dusty, all that. Uh, thanks, Akina. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, and of course, to everybody else who called as well. And I'm amazed at how many of you, and it all came in a burst, as it were, who said that uh, what about uh, the regional and also the uh, local community radio stations? What are they doing? And someone going on to say they seem to be more interested in uh, talking about gossip and witchcraft than actually educating. And and again, the girls are nodding, uh, you know, uh, about what is going on in the country and their rights and the likes. But uh, we're out of time, uh, just literally 15 seconds each, Rilo and uh, Glenda, just to wrap it up for us. Um, Just thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the platform to talk to um, people out there. um, Yeah, thank you so much for hosting. I would say the people in the rural areas, they need a voice. They need to be listened to. They need to be given platforms to showcase their stories also, and then also be helped. They need developments. Go back to the rural areas, listen to them, hear what they have to say, and do what needs to be done. That's what I was saying. And I'm going to end it with Gilbert, who says, uh, SK, thanks for bringing in the lovely youthful guest and their determination has touched my inner man. I grew up like them back in the 70s and uh, KGM actually spoke my mind on this matter. We are truly humbled and uh, you know grateful for the sacrifice that you guys made to come here to make sure that your voice is heard. And we really appreciate it and hope that others will take this to heart as well. And thanks for all 
all the other messages coming through. There were so many. Fortunately, we couldn't get through all of them. But as always, we storyify on safm.co.za. With that, thanks to um, our guest this morning, to you, the listener, and the production team. It's just after nine. And uh, Nomsam Luli standing by with the latest news.